Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and it is so great to be with you this week. Happy New Year again. A little belated, but just want to make sure everybody knows to have a great New Year. 2022 is going to be fantastic. I think we've got a fantastic lineup of shows during 2022. Today's show is no exception. I think it's very, very timely and thrilling. I'm going to use that word. I will use that word an awful lot during today's show, but the interview itself is thrilling for our Not Old Better show audience. As part of our Art of Living author interview series, our guest today is Mark Greeny. The Not Old Better show audience will know Mark Greeny from his previous appearances here on the show and from his work in Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan universe or his best-selling Gray Man series. And in the coming days and weeks, a brand new Gray Man book titled Sierra Six will be available wherever you buy your books, wherever you read, wherever you enjoy great storytelling. We are going to be talking today to Mark Greeny about Sierra Six. We are going to be speaking with our guest today, Mark Greeny, in just a few minutes. But Mark Greeny is a New York Times best-selling author who first published The Gray Man in 2009, and it became a national bestseller and a highly sought-after Hollywood property. Now there are 11 novels in the New York Times best-selling Gray Man series, including Sierra Six. Netflix is developing the film adaptation for the series debut titled The Gray Man, which is due this year in 2022. We're going to be talking about all of that. In addition, Mark Greeny is the number one New York Times bestselling author or co-author of seven Tom Clancy novels. Mark Greeny collaborated with Tom Clancy on three Jack Ryan novels before Tom's death in 2013. In research for his novels, Mark Greeny travels to dozens of countries. He's visited the Pentagon many times. He visits military bases and embassies. He's trained right alongside military and law enforcement. You know, when I read a book, I'm really looking for three things. Entertainment, absolutely. Realism there, that entertainment quality is huge. But I want to read something fresh, and I want to feel emotional connection to the characters. Mark Graney's new book, Sierra Six, nails all three of those. Sierra Six is simply stupendous. You guys are going to just love this. Some of the best writing, I believe, of Mark's career, which we will be talking about. And a couple of extended chase scenes that I've just never before read, keeping me turning every page with excitement. Well, it's been obvious for a long time that Mark Greeny is inarguably one of the best authors in the thriller genre. Sierra Six elevates him to a higher plane of thriller existence that few authors are able to achieve in their lifetimes. We will talk about all of that and more. So please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show author interview series, New York Times best-selling author of The Gray Man, and his latest Gray Man series, Sierra Six author, Mark Greeny. Mark Greeny, welcome back to the program. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's so great to talk to you. Again, Happy New Year to you. My best to your family. We're going to be talking about Sierra Six, which is just wonderful. I just want to call attention to one you know, just very one sweet because, Mark, you're, you're just such a great writer, but you're also just this great family guy, too. And I, I hope this makes the final version of the book. You in your you, you have a, a beautiful little um, 
a reference to Ava Carrington Wilson, to Sophie Kimmons Wilson, to Charles Kimmons Wilson, and you say your stepdad loves you. I just, I thought that was so <laughs> impressive, Mark Grady. So congrats to you, and I hope everybody's well, and my best to you right now. Well, everybody's well, and, and none of the kids know that I've dedicated the book to them yet. I, I haven't <laughs> okay, got sorry. my copies yet. No, it's okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, no, but by the time uh, they hear this, they will. Um, the, yeah, I should get my hard copies any day. And um, I'm probably not going to force them to open them up. So I'm going to wait for one. <laughs> it might be three years from now before one of them realizes that it's been dedicated to them. Well, congratulations to you and everybody there. And congrats on the book. It's just fantastic. I'm excited to talk to you about it. Of course, Court Gentry is back with us. He's been in our lives for a little while. But just now with, with Sierra 6, we're kind of getting this backstory, some of the origin, really fantastic history, you know, in my opinion, for, for fans of the series. Super exciting. How did you decide to write this book now, you know, with everything that we've we've read about Court? Now we're kind of going back and getting to know him, um, all the things that he has done, when he's done them. How did all of that story kind of come together for you? Well, you know, I was I have been talking to my editor for years about maybe doing some sort of an origin story because I you know I sort of tease a lot of his history in in each book. Um, I just think that just kind of like makes the the characters feel more real with, if there's if they have a past that is referred to without you know taking away from the whatever book it is, but. The, the more I thought about an origin story, the more I thought, well, what are the stakes in an origin story? Because everybody knows the hero is still alive and, you know, things are still going on. So if I go back in time and start telling a story about something I've already talked about, it would be what they call fan service, you know, basically showing the, the fan something. But but would that book stand on its own, you know, where that takes place? And so I was talking to my editor about it, and then we talked about, or actually I think it was my editor's idea, he said, well, what if you went back to a point in time that related to something in the present? So that's what I, once he put that, planted that seed, I was like, all right, let's go back to a certain point in Court's, you know, story arc. This isn't actually an origin story, because he's already been in the CIA for four or five years, but he's a, a very young man still, he's only 25, and uh, it takes place 12 years in the past, and um and I thought if, if that related to something in the present, uh, you know, some sort of a ticking clock uh, thriller going on in the present, it, it would be interesting to go back and, and show that glimpse into his past. Yeah, you just did such a great job. So my, my hat's off to you, you both you. and your, your editor, because this was just creatively brilliant. I, I, I really felt like I was getting kind of this bonus, this two books in one. And it made for this really great reading because the flashbacks were there, of course. Lots of different plot twists to kind of take us forward. It seemed like you really enjoyed writing this just because of the flow and how exciting it was. But again, two fantastic novels under one cover. So thank you for, for the bonus. You're welcome. And, and thank you for saying that. And it's it's funny. That's actually more true maybe than you know, because the book, it turned in at 165,000 words, and it's pretty equal in size between what happened 12 years ago and what's happening in the present. So a lot of novels are 80 or 90,000 words. And so this is basically two 82,000 words <laughs> novels, um, which wouldn't work if the stories weren't intertwined. You know, if you just told a, a, something from the past and then, uh, you know, after that, you told it all from the present, it would it would have less impact, I thought. I, I liked 
the idea, uh, you know, you go into these books with these lofty ideas and you never know if you're going to be able to pull it off as, as, as much as you want to. But I had this idea that something would happen in the past and then you go into a chapter in the present that would somehow relate to that particular thing that happened in the past. And if you do that throughout, that could and I, I didn't want fans or readers to like one storyline more mm-hmm. than the other, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all we're all readers <laughs> and we've all read a book where you you change to a new chapter and you're going, oh, it's 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 going off onto this. It's talking about this plot line, which isn't as interesting to me. So I was very paranoid about, uh, you know, I really had to make both storylines equally as thrilling and, and as fast paced. <laughs> I- I think in this genre, uh, paranoia is a, a good thing. And so I really, <laughs> yeah. I, it would kind of, it was, it wasn't so rigid either. You know, it wasn't every chapter back and forth. It was just kind of right. as it meanders to the right point in the right point in the story, you, you grabbed it and uh, took it in that direction. So again, great, great job. Yeah. The fans are, fans are getting a bonus. I sure, I sure felt like that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really want there to be a template where it's just this chapter is in the present, this chapter in the past. So I, I did want to kind of mix it up. And there were places where I felt like it's I might spend four chapters on, on one plot line and then get back over to the other. But, uh, you know, I just I try to keep it or, as organic as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just comes together be- just brilliantly. Uh, how did you deal with the whole experience of being shut down in terms of travel and scene development and then, you know, kind of navigating all that you do in writing these wonderful books during a pandemic. I mean, I know you well enough to know, and you of course have been in, we've talked a little bit that you, you, you go to these locations, you've been to these places, Mm -hmm. you experience this stuff. How does that work during a pandemic? Gosh, I don't know. Well, this is my second year in a row, not being able to travel. And uh, the, I had it all set up to go to Mumbai, India uh, last spring and at first it was they would only let people in on business visas. And I was, you know, in the application process for business visas when they shut that down. So I did not have the opportunity to go to India and I've never been to India. I did, fortunately, have a, an acquaintance who is a female writer in Mumbai. And I talked to her and she went out and did a bunch of location research for me. Um, and I, on my own, did a lot of research on uh or organized crime in India about radioactive dispersal devices or dirty bombs. I did a lot of research on that. I did a lot of research about uh, you, the coalition in Afghanistan fighting uh, the Taliban and Al Qaeda about 12 years ago, roughly in that time period, because that that takes place. And then a lot about the politics and intelligence agencies in Pakistan. So, you know, this was done mostly from home. Um, I always find that the travel I've done, I've been to 38 or 39 countries, and I I sort of use stand-ins sometimes. Like, I haven't been to India, but I bet it's something like Algeria in in that, you know, this is what you see on the street or whatever. I I also do a lot of research online. There's there's literally websites you can go to. There's just hours of people walking on YouTube down city streets in in Mumbai. And I will sit there for hours and watch that and take little notes and just kind of, kind of get the atmospherics. But I mean, truly I I had a lot of help uh, from this uh, lady in Mumbai who uh, I do put in the acknowledgements because uh, I couldn't have done it without her. Yeah. Well, no spoilers here, you know, because I I just want to encourage my audience to go grab this book and just read it because everybody's going to love it. But there are a couple of scenes. We'll, we'll go to Mumbai here for just a second because, my gosh, there are a couple of scenes. And again, no spoilers, but, you know, involving bamboo scaffolding, roof t- 
rooftop crane maneuvers, leaps, all of this amazing stuff that um, I, I just I couldn't put that that down. That was just that was brilliant. And in my mind's eye, I'm thinking, you know, some of this stuff is just so perfect for a film. And we're going to talk in a minute here about what you're doing with Netflix. But I don't know. Are you thinking that way too? Because the the books do come alive. They always have for me. But these scenes in particular, I just thought, I've never seen that before. I've never read this before. This is just fantastic stuff, Mark. Yeah. Well, I love hearing that. Um, Yeah, I feel like I sort of see things very cinematically, uh, just walking down the street and, and think about what if a lot. And you talk about this bamboo scaffolding, and, and that's another, as I just mentioned, sometimes one place will stand in for another that I'm writing about. And I was in Hong Kong a few years ago, and, and that's how they do construction on, on buildings there with bamboo scaffolding. And at that time, just walking down the street, it didn't work its way into a gray man book then. But I just thought, well, that would be interesting. You know, if you cut this one cord right here, then this thing <laughs> would bend and and this could happen and this could happen. And also in that particular scene you're mentioning, I thought you spend a lot of time thinking what the hero, you know, you're trying to channel what um, somebody with this guy's training, uh, court gentry training would be thinking about and doing. And in that case, um, hitting a building that has enemy in it, it's so much easier. I mean, you're better off doing it from the top down if possible than the bottom up because the defenses are are more towards the bottom of, of any sort of a structure like that. So it's like, I, I thought, how would he do that? And I was like, well, he'd want to he'd want to approach from the top. And then I thought of the the scaffolding. But that's just one example. I mean, long before I was an author, I would just sort of I was a dreamer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would just walk down the street and think about this uh, thing. It's, I just sort of like pictured action. And so it's come a little bit easier to me, maybe because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm 22 books in now, so maybe uh, maybe I'm going to run out of these things. But they're always I always seem to reach down in the reservoir for one more uh, cool action sequence. Well, have you ha- had any thoughts and plans about how many more court gentry books you want there to be? Because it seems like these could just go on forever and they're wonderful. I hope like crazy they do. But I wonder if you have an endpoint in mind and if you're working towards that and starting to build towards some of that with uh, with Sierra 6. I do not have an endpoint in mind. I like doing them. Um, I like doing other books as well. So I write things that are not gray man novels. Mm-hmm. I've done two books a year and one's been a gray man novel and then one is something else. And uh, yeah. Red Metal was that. Yeah, right? exactly. Thank you. And um, I, have an, I have another book coming out in July that's not part of the gray man series. And I, but I love, I love doing the gray man and I really don't have a long story arc thought out or anything like that because the the book that i'm working on now which is great the 12th gray man uh book that'll come out this time next year i'm still in the stages of figuring out where i want the characters to be you know that with their relationships and uh you know all that sort of stuff at the end of the book like i have a i have a plot and i have some scenes written but i'm still formulating like okay what is the story arc of of gentry in this one how's he going to end this one that'll set him up for the next book so i'm not even there yet so i don't even have an ending for the book that i'm working on now so as far as an ending of the series i don't have it i will say that um you know the books are doing well and people like them and i like writing them so uh you know there'll be a point where i'll need to take a year off or something because i the well will run dry of ideas for a while and i'll have to go out and get a bunch of new ideas but but um for now i'm, I'm committed to doing one a year as long as they'll let me 
Well, I'm hoping that they're going to let you do this for a, for a long, long time. I I love the characters. I love Court. He's just so fascinating to me. And Hightower. I've always been a fan of the relationship between Court and Zoya. And I think that's been wonderful. You introduce a new love interest uh, for Court in Marquez. Uh, Marquez and, and I just thought she was great. I, I happen to be the father mm-hmm. of, a, of a child who is... Um, on the spectrum, so to speak, and you okay. just handled that so well, you know. And I just thought, wow, this is these two people really get each other. I, I hope my son is able to meet. So, you know, I just thought this is a really nice element. It was very sweet. It was a charming part of the story. It was different, you know. It was just a different right. kind of uh, element there. And 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 I, I wonder where that came from. I always always like to know from authors where these kind of these. These ideas, because they they do just resonate, I think, so much with audience. This one really grabbed me. Right, right. Well, I know people on the spectrum as well and uh, love them, mm-hmm. you know, literally love them. And uh, yeah. and it was funny. I, I, I had an idea because we're at this point, we're showing court when he's a young man. He's he's 25, but he is not socially 25, if you know what I mean. Like he's he's basically, he knows guns and he knows tradecraft and and he knows some foreign language. <laughs> uh, he does not know uh, the opposite sex or he doesn't know love or anything like that. And I wanted to show him, uh, you know, sort of the innocence and awkwardness of that. And at the same time, I, I spent a lot of time with the military and law enforcement as well, but specifically the military, and as, as I get older, I start to realize how incredibly young <laughs> the people are in the military. And I have met uh, 20, 21 year old female uh, Navy personnel who you know, are in charge of uh, making sure that aircrafts land on the back of a destroyer in high seas. And, you know, they have that level of responsibility at that age. And I just have so much respect for that. So I pictured this young woman who's an intelligence analyst. And very, very bright. But I also thought, you know, what would be interesting about her? And I, I and it just made me think of people I know on the spectrum. And I thought that would be perfect. And I, I reached out to my editor and my agent and asked them both independently of each other what they thought of me trying to do that, if that would be seen as salacious or anything like that. I was like, I, I don't feel that way myself, but you never know how things are going to be perceived. So I did research and you know, I really wanted to, and I think it, the book shows all the positive aspects of of that as well as for the loyalty and the focus and the and the you know the the sort of the mission uh, focus that that uh, uh, this young woman has, and you know it 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 was also it made her an interesting foil to court because court is. You know, I think at one point she says, I, you know, you're, you don't seem so neurotypical yourself uh, because he didn't really understand the spectrum or anything like that. She had to explain it to him. But I just I, I kind of wanted an innocent love story in the middle of a, you know, very dramatic situation. And uh, just to see how that would play out. Yeah. Again, I just thought you handled that so well. You know, it, you. it is something that's, you know, uh, I'm familiar with. And 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 so it just really. um I thought it was very touching. Perfect uh, entry into the book, too. Um, well, you mentioned guns and tradecraft and the time that you kind of spend doing research with the military. I want to talk for just a second about the website, markgreenybooks.com, because you have this fantastic website with this section that offers tons of background, locations, weapons, information. You title it The Gray Man World. I just think it, that's a huge reader resource. And 
Um, I wonder if you tell us a little bit about it, how, how it came together, why it's important to you to be so true to what you're writing uh, for all of us fans. I, I want to put a link up in our show notes today so that our readers, our, excuse me, our audience can find this and read about it because mm-hmm. I encourage them to check it out. But the firearms research looks very serious. This is a it's an interesting I don't find other authors doing these kinds of things. So again, hats off to you for your thoroughness. Thank you. Yeah, I did that for the first book and I really need to update it with a lot more information, but you know, the first book is always there and all, all that information is, is relevant. I um, got into shooting basically be, because I wanted to learn about it, to write about it. And um started taking firearms classes and they got a little bit higher level and a little bit higher level. And eventually I'm, you know, running drills next to active duty special forces or uh, active duty or SWAT officers from around the country and uh, working in shoot houses as an opposition force where you play the bad guy and the SWAT team has to come in and shoot you with uh, these things called simunitions, which are bullets that have paint in them and, and, create scars and welts that's pretty miserable if you get hit and believe me i've been hit a lot of times and i always tell this story i got shot i got shot in the knuckle of my shooting hand one in a shoot house in the dark one night and i and i saw stars for about two minutes if you can if you can get hit so hard in the knuckle that your brain sees stars it's like that's how painful it is but you learn a lot and you also (laughs) learn a lot about the the intensity you know it's it's as scared as i ever want to get in in pursuance of my of of my career (laughs) um but 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 i like doing that and i think it adds some authenticity to the story that that there has to be a balance to where you don't over explain things and you don't go into you know what type of mount this scope has on a this particular you know i think you can get too in the weeds with it um Mm -hmm. so it's always a balance of uh you know just showing the credibility that you know what you're Mm -hmm. talking about Mm -hmm. without you know boring people with uh you know every different uh muzzle velocity of every different gun that's going on yeah i thought it was really interesting section of the site well um Final question for you again. I know you're so busy and we just appreciate your time so much, Mark Greeny. The book, again, titled Sierra Six, wonderful. Uh, going to be out around February 15th, I understand. And we're going to put links up to where our audience can find out more information about it, as well as more information about this really cool news for you. And you and I have talked about it a little bit before, but maybe maybe some more plans have kind of gelled and and actually beyond plans. It's just literally coming to fruition. And that is that's this Netflix deal, 200 million dollar film around the gray man uh the film will be out later in 2022 the movie sounds terrific i think ryan gosling's playing the lead in this picture um all this great stuff i think it's a record budget for 200 million with netflix so man i'm I'm thrilled Mm -hmm. for you thrilled for the series how are you going to celebrate all of this Oh gosh! Well, it, they're saying that it, it looks like it's going to come out in July, okay. um, and I don't know a date yet. And um, I have a, another book coming out in July, so uh, there's part of me that's going, "I'm going to be so busy when this yeah. thing comes out. I hope yeah. I get to go see it, <laughs> or yeah. you know, I'll be flipping channels and see the see the film uh, based on my book it has come out." But uh, as just as they started shooting last year, they sent me the shooting script, and I'd read an earlier script written by Joe Russo, the director, one of the two directors, the Russo brothers directed the film. Um, and I love the script. They, they really knocked it out of the park and I couldn't have been happier. And then all last year they were filming 
And I was seeing things on social media where they're in Prague and there's actual scene, you know, of course there's, you, you see them acting out a scene from, from, you know, that you wrote, that I wrote in a Starbucks in Memphis, Tennessee in 2007. And in 2021, there's like he- helicopters racing over chateaus in France, uh, you know, being <laughs> as, as part of the film. And it was very, very surreal to see that. But, you know, my celebration will probably be, uh, you know, just fingers crossed that it does well. And, yeah. you know, like you said, it has a great cast and a great budget and fantastic directors and a, and a really great script. So, uh, you know, I couldn't hope for anything more. And we'll probably have a party here at my house. And, uh, <laughs> Good for you. And then we'll get on with things because I, you know, I, I write two books a year. So, yeah, you're uh, cranking. I'll probably, I'll probably have to write two thousand words the day the movie comes out, regardless <laughs> of how much fun I want to have. Well, I, I'm looking forward to it too. I know we're going to have fun. We will, we will binge it. I promise you, and we'll get the okay. word out to everybody. But I, I just think it's so exciting for you. Congrats. I. I get the impression that the, it's not based on a specific book, but it, will it give some back kind of background information in, in court, or is it just a, a, a more generalized script? And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit hard to explain. Um, it's it it is the first book. It's based on the first book, The Gray Man. But there there are okay. characters introduced okay. in there that are involved with the first book, who are characters that actually don't come along till later in the series. So they really wanted to create a, a bigger story arc because their hope is that this becomes a franchise and they do more and more of these. Yep. So there are characters that, that readers of the whole series will recognize and they might go, well, Hey, he wasn't in the gray man, but you see how they work, work them into that, to this story. So there's definitely changes between, you know, the book and the, and the film as there always are. But I thought the changes, you know, all lent itself towards making a, a bigger uh, world for, for the gray man, you know, should this become a franchise. Exciting stuff. Well, we're sure hopeful for all of these things to come about for you. We're excited about uh, the next gray man book, as well as all of the other work that you're doing. Mark Reedy, thanks for your time. Have a great rest of 2022. I look forward to talking to you again. You and I seem to be hitting on a pretty good calendar year by year basis, but heck, if something comes up, please <laughs> get in touch. We'd love to have you back always, but what a pleasure it is to talk to you now. Yeah. Thanks for being so generous. Hey, great talking to you, Paul. I always enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Mark. My thanks to New York Times bestselling author Mark Greeny. Mark Greeny's new book, Sierra Six, will be on sale wherever you buy your books February 15th. We're going to have links here in the show notes today about direct contact with Mark Greeny and the book Sierra Six because pre-orders are available now. My thanks to you, my dear Not Old Better Show audience, for your company today. I hope you'll join me next time, but in the meantime, be safe, be healthy, please practice smart social distancing. Remember, let's talk about better, the Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. 